Folks, it's still not a podcast. Try as we might, we are. I've checked the inbox, it's empty. We have gotten no word back from anyone who we recorded a paid commercial advertisement for. We remain Ronin. Mm-hmm. Yeah. A samurai without a feudal lord. The worst kind of samurai, somehow. You know, it's so hard to, to nail a feudal lord down. It's not like the old days when uh, feudal lords couldn't uh, wait to have a samurai working. Used to be a fellow to get home from a long day of samurai, and the feudal lord would be there with a martini in one hand and a copy of the newspaper in the other. Mm -hmm. They kiss you right on the lips. They give you your house shoes. They got a pot roast in the stove. And, and they probably had read some articles in Cosmopolitan about how to drive samurai wild. Oh, yeah. 15 ways to drive your to drive your Ronin wild in bed. Now these now these feudal lords, they're going to the hairdresser. They're saying, I want the Rachel. <sighs> Can you give me the Rachel haircut? <laughs> I got some exciting news. Okay. It's the diarrhea report. It's the diarrhea report. This is the uh, this is our semi regular segment where we talk about diarrhea in the uh, popular culture and current events. We got a couple. We got a couple of things came across the wire this week. First off. From Universal Studios Orlando, we had a post on Reddit, breaking news, Popeye and Bluto's Bilge Rat Barges ride is being evacuated. And the very top comment says, I can almost smell that area of the park through my screen. Well, <laughs> folks, there might you might not want to smell this area of the park through your screen, because according to several people in the thread... Apparently, someone diarrheaed themselves on the ride and didn't say anything, so they didn't notice until the next person sat in it. Oh, wee. I, I think that's kind of on the sitter, is it not? As a, a secret diarrhea uh, guy myself, I, I gotta say, if uh, nobody catches you uh, brown pants, then you've gotten away scot-free. I mean... That that does this is I mean for anyone who is an uninitiated to the Popeye and Bluto's Bilge Rat Barges ride. This is a classic 
circular white water rapids ride. Mm. So uh, each one of the rafts, I guess, would be the, the term for it, holds like eight people. And they're all sitting around a little table in the center. Okay, so what you're saying is there were there were co-conspirators. There's there are a ring of people, and you're climbing into this thing, and and I mean it. I think the seats might be a dark color, like a dark brown or a black, but mm-hmm. hmm. But still, just the just the dookie. Some, here, someone in the Reddit says, Jesus Christ, what is wrong with people? Yes, I know shitting yourself is embarrassing, but you're really going to make someone else sit in your shit? Maybe they thought the team member would see, but good gosh. Way to ruin someone else's day in addition to your own. I would say, folks, if you have diarrhea on a ride... You have only ruined someone else's day. Mm-hmm. You have in no way ruined your own. I am going to uh, uh, posit a theory. Um, the person who sat in someone else's diarrhea was sitting in their own diarrhea. Mm. Because twere I to diarrhea upon a raging rapids ride. I would say that I had sat in diarrhea left from the previous guest. That's right. And everybody feels sorry for me. I might even go into my head, erase the the diarrhea log and uh, <laughs> still. Boy, oh boy, uh, diarrhea you know, is rarely a log. <laughs> that's true. Um, but I, I would then go on Reddit to try to get even more sympathy for for how unlucky I was mm, mm. to have sat in someone else's diarrhea. I'm dropping my mug on the ground right now, realizing that realizing that train boy one, one, one poster of this thread is probably in fact the Kaiser Soze of this <laughs> diarrhea. Yeah. No, I mean, uh, <clears throat> Just want to cover a few more here because this does get to your point about uh, saying that you sat in it. Uh, Well, we have uh, the next comment is this is my nightmare for the Hulk. And I think that they mean the Hulk ride and not this is personally what I fear will happen to my good friend, the incredible Hulk. Is that he, he only has one pair himself. of purple pants. So. <laughs> he's going to shit himself. He's going to get on the ride and he's going to get so scared that he's going to turn into the Hulk and then he's going to shit his torn pants. Uh, then the, Ben Bishop's butt responded to that and said, you could easily spot it on the Hulk much harder on Popeye's. <laughs> Uh, another question. They had to shut the ride down. Couldn't they just uh, string up some biohazard tape on that that boat and let the others uh, continue to run? I mean, there's a lot of water. It'd probably wash itself off by the end of the day. Well, 
hold on to your butts because this is you're gonna get all you wanted to know about this ride and more. Okay. First of all, we have a response that says, actually, it was due to the fact a guest decided to stand up while the ride was in progress and did not feel the need to sit back down and buckle up. Witnesses saw the guest literally running around inside the barge. So this person was not, in fact, in a seat. They were diarrheaing willy-nilly all about <laughs> the barge. <laughs> then we get a cry-laughing emojis and a I can't tell if you're trolling or not. And then another person says, as far as my knowledge, that as far as my knowledge wouldn't constitute an emergency evacuation. Mind you, I was attached to this venue years ago. The boat just would have been cycled through to be cleaned since the water is treated. To the people who downvote, what do you think we do with vomit? Just cycle till it's clean. And then that has negative one downvotes. And then uh, another another user, this is actually, I think, the first response says, someone had massive diarrhea, so they had to evacuate. So it sounds like somebody realized they were getting diarrhea and stood up, unbuckled themselves from the safety harness, said, I'm getting diarrhea on Popeye and Bluto's bilge raft barges. And then proceeded to <laughs> evacuate their bowels down their short short pants legs onto the ride while running around in a, in a little circular fashion. Trying to find uh, the, the safest place to hang over the edge, I'm guessing. But there isn't one. Well... That thing's bouncing all around. Yeah. You're getting... You're going under a waterfall. Well, well, I never would have expected this kind of thing to happen on the bilge rat barge ride. <laughs> it's a, it's a, it's, it's a, it's a circus carnival ride named for the part of the ship that's filled with diarrhea. How dare they actually have diarrhea on here? That's not the only, that's not the only diarrhea story we got. Breaking news. Ba -ba -da -ba -ba -da. This comes to us from farmscape.com online. This is from Dr. Jet Christensen. Progress reported in Manitoba's porcine epidemic diarrhea cleanup. The manager of the Canada West Swine Health Intelligence Networks reports the porcine epidemic diarrhea outbreak that has been impacting Manitoba since the fall of 2021 continues to drag out, but progress is being made in the effort to bring it under control. The Canada West Swine Health Intelligence Network has released its Swine Health Surveillance Report for the third quarter of 2022 from July to September. C-W-S-H-I-N manager Dr. Jet Christensen notes, since the P-E-D, that's porcine epidemic diarrhea, outbreak began in Manitoba in October of last year, there have been over 120 cases reported. So it sounds like there were, um, some pigs kept getting doo-doo ass. Uh, a hundred, like 120 pigs have had diarrhea for a year, year straight. 
they live in diarrhea. So it's, I mean, if I were Dr. Jet Christensen, I would say, hey, this is actually incredible if you look at it. Like, picture this, instead of diarrhea and pigs, picture like the movie Boys in the Hood. And and every time that you say diarrhea, think of drive-by shootings. Like, they literally live in this stuff. And only 120 of them have died. Or caught it, I guess. Hmm. Yeah, there's, there's, there's been, uh, the last day was November 10th, so we're over that high risk or higher risk period. We're not in the clear yet, but that's good news, they say. Okay. Have they thought about just, uh, mixing some Pepto-Bismol in with the slop? Just give them a little bit of, uh, what's, uh... What's that stinky green liquid? Not diarrhea, the other one. Stinky green liquid. It also comes in a pill form. Emodium AD. Ah. Oof. It's literally, I think... I've I've never had the pleasure. Mm. Uh, uh, Stinky and green. uh, What what, what are we looking at flavor-wise on Emodium AD? It's like Ipecac. It... It's like the trick is that they're going to make you barf whatever you thought you might diarrhea out. It's one of the worst medicines. Just woof. Okay. Also, I didn't uh, write this down, but for the diarrhea report this week, steer clear of raw oysters. Okay. Big trouble. Big trouble this holiday season. Just don't. Just don't. Fill up on palm frites. Pass on the oysters. They're they're giving everybody the doo-doo. Like, I set up a Google alert for diarrhea so we could do the diarrhea report. And every day I get an email that's about how cholera is killing thousands of people. And it was somehow a blessed reprise to hear that Raw oysters are killing Americans for a little bit. Or at least making them sick. I don't know if any of them are dying. But, hey, as long as we're talking about diarrhea, we've got one more story for the diarrhea report. (laughs) Okay. This one comes to us from digitaljournal.com. The headline is, Russia Traveler's Diarrhea Treatment Market Profit Sources Analysis Report 2019 to 2027. The global traveler's diarrhea treatment market is estimated to attain a valuation of $1.3 billion by the end of 2027, states a study by Transparency Market Research. Besides, the report notes that the market is prognosticated to expand a CAGR of around 7% during the forecast period of 2019 to 2027. The key objective of the TMR report is to offer a complete assessment of the global market, including major leading stakeholders of the traveler's diarrhea treatment industry. The current and historical status of the market, together with the forecasted market size and trends, are demonstrated in the assessment in simple manner. 
In addition, the report develops data on the volume, share, revenue, production, and sales in the market. The study on traveler's diarrhea treatment market presents a granular assessment of the macroeconomic and microeconomic factors that have shaped the industry dynamics of traveler's diarrhea treatment. An in-depth focus on industry value chain helped companies find out effective and pertinent trends that define customer value creation in the market. So basically, there's gold in them, Dar Dudu Hills. People are traveling. I guess to Russia and they're getting diarrhea. Montezuma is like, hey, you thought it was safe over there in the Caucasus region? No, 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 no. I'm mad at those guys too. He, okay. Montezuma. You, you think it's Montezuma? Montezuma uh, is like not... Oprah. Like, you get traveler's diarrhea. You get traveler's <laughs> diarrhea. I mean, it could be someone else, but I don't know any. They, don't they have like a? Don't they have like their own hill that uh, the ancient aliens people think is a pyramid? Somewhere in the, in the Caucasus, they probably do. I I just gotta say, uh, as far as ways to spend the afterlife, I I, I think that uh, inflicting uh, tourists with diarrhea and uh, watching that play out isn't the worst way to do it. Oh, absolutely. I, I think that there's probably more than just Montezuma trying to get uh revenge on our buttholes. Oh, absolutely. I mean, I don't know if I've brought this up before, but I went to Poland a few years ago, mm -hmm. stricken with terrible gastrointestinal distress. I think think it might have been the diarrhea of Anne Frank. <laughs> okay. All right. <laughs> this article goes on to talk about branding strategies and competitive strategies. Some of the key questions scrutinized in the study are, what are some of the recent brand building activities of key players undertaken to create customer value in the traveler's diarrhea treatment market? Which companies are expanding litany of products with the aim to diversify product portfolio? Which companies have drifted away from their core competencies? And how have those impacted the, the strategic landscape of the traveler's diarrhea treatment market? Which companies have expanded their horizons by engaging in long-term societal considerations? Which firms have bucked the pandemic trend? And what frameworks have they adopted to stay resilient? And what are the marketing programs for some of the recent product launches? In case you're know, wondering, which, which... this is covering Johnson & Johnson, Bosch Health Companies, Cosmo Pharmaceuticals, Imuron, Valnevesi, Sun Pharmaceutical Industries, Norgene, Perigo, and Bayer. I told my children tonight that Bayer also made the gas for the gas chambers. I feel like I might have. Right, right before bed? Right before bed. I was like, psst, psst, no. psst. Hey, I love you. I love you all so much. I'm so proud about you joining school. Bayer Aspirin also made Cyclone B. <laughs> 
Anyways, this has been the Diarrhea Report. Do you got an idea for a podcast? Uh, I sure do. Uh, this one is called uh, Fortunes Told. And uh, this is a, a fortune teller secret shopper podcast. We're, we're both uh, uh, going to get our fortunes told uh, by by uh, some some somebody with a crystal ball or tarot cards or whatnot. Uh, but we're going to secretly record uh, the... Uh, the telling and uh, provide the community with uh, a thoughtful review of the services rendered. Okay. So this would be where we go to a fortune teller. Yeah. And then we give them a rating kind of like a, well, I guess, like any any other web based business rating, you Rotten Tomatoes or mm-hmm. um, Yelp, yep, or uh, rate my professor. Ooh, we rate or, my professor. Uh, yeah, I feel like rate my professor is probably the easiest one to game the system, right? Just sleep with your students, <laughs> all of them. Well, every last I mean, you've got a whole semester to make it happen. I guess if you go to one of those nice private colleges with small classroom sizes, it's very doable. But if you go to one of the state schools and and you've got one of those 300 people intro classes. Yeah, it could be a little more difficult. Look to your left. Now look to your right. Only one of you will be giving me a five-star sex rating. <laughs> the trick is you got you to gotta figure out, you got a whole semester to figure out which guy is the guy who leaves reviews on Rate My Professor. And then you have to wait until the very last moment. You got to like, he turns in his papers and then you lean over the desk and just reveal a little too much cleavage, and then you pull chopsticks out of the bun on the top of your head and you shake it out real slow. Mm-hmm. You let him know that you're ready to loosen up now, right before he goes home and writes that review. But when there's not enough time for his buddies to find out that you're doing like a fuck for review system, or they're all going to show up knocking on the door like, hey, I just had a, a few things, a few nagging thoughts about how I didn't like you as a professor. You don't want that to happen. You got to be like, in and out. A surgical strike on that one point, Dexter, who's going to review a professor. I don't know. I think I would just say to those uh, uh, students that uh, 
I I posted what my office hours were. I'm uh, there every week. Whatever you need me for. Mm. Told you that uh, on the first day. It's not my fault you didn't come to office hours. Mm. Just just tell that just tell that nerd who's going to write a review. Just say hey. I will rock your world sexually for a good review on Rate My Professor. And then when they mm-hmm. come back, like, look, look what I wrote. You go, you just like Peter Cushing in Star Wars. You go, you're far too trusting. <laughs> <laughs> you may fire when ready. <laughs> they blow up that poor nerd's home planet. Now, do you think that the fortune tellers will uh, already be on this wavelength? Mm. Do you think that they will know that they are being raided because it's you know it's their business to do so? That's I'm I'm at I'm at my wife's family's Christmas get together, and they're like, "Why aren't you? Uh, why aren't you at your family's get together this Christmas?" Well. You see, me and my stupid friend had a podcast, and we tried to pull a fast one on Miss Cleo, and she used the Death Star to blow up my home planet, <laughs> killing everyone I've ever known or loved. <laughs> I don't want to bring the mood down here. Let's talk more about the game. Now, yeah. which one of these soccer players is a sex criminal? For fortunes, fortunes forecast, lucky charms. I immediately think of that the scene from Robin Hood, where Robin Hood and Little John are posing as fortune telling gypsies. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Catch and, uh, the Robin Hood sucks all the jewels horoscope. out of the prince's rings. Yeah, you took the words right out of my mouth, PJ. PJ, PJ, I like that. <laughs> you know, have them I put do. it on my luggage. Yes, put it on my luggage. <laughs> PJ, it's the only Robin Hood film bold enough to portray Prince John as a homosexual. It's the only one that Prince John's in. <laughs> <laughs> He's in Robin Hood, Prince. Oh of wait, Thieves. wait. I, I, you said Robin Hood film, not Disney film. I'm sorry, I misheard you. <laughs> <laughs> they just have Prince John of England. Yeah, yeah. He's in bed knobs and broomsticks for some reason, but they made him straight. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I wouldn't have sex with Don Knotts. <laughs> when are they going to put him in something where he gets to be gay? Out and gay. Quit giving us. <laughs> Quit giving us this bullshit. Prince John and the Aristocats. And he's a big poon hound. Yeah, it shows up in the Jungle Book. Doesn't even give Mowgli a second glance. (laughs) (laughs) All right, I got... This is a perfect segue into my, my idea for a podcast. This is called the Podcast of Kings. Okay. You've heard of the game, the sport of kings, the game uh, of kings, right? Uh, horse racing, I polo. Think there's a bunch. 
You got, I think, chess. I'm pretty sure fox hunting, horse racing, polo, all the sport of kings. Do you think that if uh, ping pong had been around when they just started handing out the sport of kings, it would have been considered? I feel like definitely they don't like modern era Asian heads of state. Ping pong is definitely the sport of those guys, but they aren't called okay. kings. All right, then. I would say, like, the sport of glorious leader. For sure. Uh, what? I guess bowling is the sport of presidents. Or football? Football seems more American. Ooh, excuse me. Football seems more American, but I feel like We've had more bowling presidents than football presidents. What, Gerald Ford and a little bit Teddy Roosevelt, but not really? Yeah, uh, Gerald Ford definitely played football, but I would say that he was probably a bowler as well. They aren't mutually exclusive. You know, I I feel like if somebody uh, went through the trouble of football, they have uh, certainly dabbled in bowling. Mm. And uh, I, I went and uh, got a got a list of the the sport of kings, and we do have uh, horse racing, tennis, polo on there, but there's a lot of hunting stuff. Oh, like they broke hunting down further. Uh, like you you had the fox hunting, but there's also beagling, beagling. Yes, uh, falconry, deer stalking. I'm sorry, beagling. Beagling. That's where, are you hunting the beagle? Uh, it is the hunting mainly of hares and rabbits uh, uh, by uh, one's beagles. Yeah, you, you keep a, a good hundred head of beagles uh, on your stately grounds and... Uh, with that, you never shall run out of rabbit stew. But so the, the beagles, the lunch of kings. So I don't get to eat the beagles, is what you're saying. Um, I mean, I don't know what they do with the old beagles. the The beagles that shan't beagle anymore. His beagling days are done. That might be like a, you oh, know, the, we, yeah. the, the the lunch of servants. We let the help eat the old beagle who couldn't yeah couldn't catch the hare. Well, that seems fair. And maybe that's what we do with the podcast of Kings. I'm regretting sending my recently deceased dog off to the crematorium, knowing that we could have had uh, brought in some interns to eat the dog that died oh could have been a real hell of an episode one one people would be talking about for years to come how mm-hmm. they'd say that was where I, they really I didn't think of them as kings of podcasting until they made some kid named Connor eat an 18 year old dog <laughs> do you have another idea for a podcast 
I do. It's called Who Were Those Masked Men? Ooh. And uh, this could be any number of things. Uh, right right now, I'm thinking it is uh, a, a podcast in which we uh, interview a guest, but do not tell them that we're going to wear uh, um, sex masks to interview them in. I'm sorry, sex masks? Sex, sex masks. Uh, like the password is Fidelio type. Uh, yeah, uh, that type of mask. But if they have sexier sex masks at the sex mask store, then I'll buy a different type. I don't know if I've ever seen a, a like a mask where the nose is actually a penis and not just reminiscent. Of oh, I'm sure that's a thing. I'm just going to I'm going to get a. a covid mask that says rob thomas featuring santana okay santana 2021 tour official mask featuring rob thomas okay man but, it's but a hot the, one the uh the 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 general conceit of this one is uh Everybody knows that when you interview somebody on on a on a show, you, you've talked to them beforehand. There, there's a little bit of hashing out what's going to happen, but uh, we we will not uh, cop to being ourselves. We we will uh, remain in the character of whatever mask we have chosen. Oh, this is this is exciting. I I wouldn't expect. Uh, you to to know this offhand, but there is a podcast that recently did give up that gimmick. And there was a popular film podcast where the hosts were wearing masks and not saying who they were and interviewing people, and then they gave it up. And it seems like it it just ruined a bit of the mystique of what they were. So maybe we could take up the mantle. Of their, of the Ion Packs Batman. Now that everybody knows who those guys are, we could just put on their masks and pretend to be th- their old personas. Yeah, it's like uh, uh, what's the super famous uh, luchador Santos? Is that right? And there was the Io de Santos, his son. Wore his mask after he retired. <laughs> like Rey Mysterio. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, we could we could totally I mean, look, there's it's not just we got the unknown comic, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. One of us could pretend to be Gallagher too. Honestly, one of us could well, pretend I to mean, be Gallagher. Well, I mean Gallagher too is now Gallagher one. Yeah, he's Highlander rules. He's now become Gallagher. He doesn't have to use the two in his name anymore. There's plenty of there's plenty of things where you know when you put on a mask, you are leaving yourself open to somebody else sliding in and stealing your legitimacy. A lot of people don't realize that when they go to rob a bank or a convenience store, 
you pull a mask over your head, if somebody knows that you're robbing a bank or a convenience store, they can they can slide in, say, hey, I'm this guy. Now they're married to your wife. They're raising your kids. You can't come home. You're like, oh, the mask's off. I, uh, you know, seat well, back. And they're like, no seat backs. Too late. Yeah. Your chair is my chair now. Yeah, now we have a German daddy. Mm-hmm. He's got a funny accent. That's who were those masked men? I got, I got another idea. What do you got? This is a podcast called Racism Rebooted. Colon. We're changing the rules and you love it. All right. This would be a podcast where we just come up with new tropes for racism. We're getting rid of all the old stuff, you know. Everybody's heard it. The stereotypes. And a lot of it, given, you know, the the passage of time... It's it it doesn't uh, hit the the way it used to. Yeah, you know some of it just seems kind of hokey and dated. Yeah, other other parts, you know, what once was risque is now very tame. Yeah. So first first things, Italian people. Now we're calling them Indians. Then I mean oh, that's we're, just. We're, we're just we don't okay. know we don't know where they're from we don't know where we are they're the Indians now Italian people ah uh, like a real so that, authentic... that makes Columbus look even fucking stupid yeah. doesn't it yeah he just I was trying to find home just just authentic Italian pasta like the Indian pasta you know what I'm talking about? oh yeah number two. Middle Easterners. <coughs> Can't stop messing with your DVR. Hey, hey, okay. did somebody did somebody delete a bunch of my recorded episodes of Grey's Anatomy? Middle Easterners. This is the kind of this basically the podcast would just be exploring this kind of thing. Japanese people, we all think they're secretly good at dunking, but they refuse to try out for sports. Okay. That's a good one. Um, uh, I, I'm noticing that you're, you're shying away from uh, uh, people's genitalia. Oh, well, this is specifically racism, but uh, we can talk about certain certain races genitalia i'd say it's a it's a it's it's an antiquated and frankly a tired trope to keep bringing up how big white men's penises are in our new system of racism <laughs> guys if we could stop fetishizing how giant white men's penises are i'd yeah. appreciate it I'll just my rude. Best. Oh, everybody coming up to us on the street. Oh, were you AJ and Nathan from the from the podcast show? <sighs> Don't you guys have like dinosauric penises? Yes, okay, we do. Leave us alone. 
Yeah. All right. Go ahead. I'll pull my pants down. You can have a look. All right. No, I'm getting really tired of this. Mm. Take a picture, why don't you? It'll last longer. Uh, a couple of a couple of other uh, uh, new racism ideas I had. Uh, Nigerians now uh, we're all going to believe that they have psychic powers, but refuse to use those powers to help us find our reading glasses. Mm-hmm. Greek mm-hmm. people all have sweet smelling farts. Mexicans can't stop building giant robot suits and having space battles that keep us awake all night with the booming and the lasers. And, of course, the Jews are sneaky. They wear funny hats. They have a striped prison outfit with a cape, and they love to steal cheeseburgers. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. And Tasmanians won't shut up about how they just bought a new Hyundai. Anyways, that's <laughs> racism rebooted. We're changing the rules and you love it. Do you have another idea for a podcast? I've already done two. Oh my God. We are done. <laughs> Shoot. All right. Well, let's, let's go to the hotline then, I guess. Folks, if you have an idea for a podcast, you can reach out to us at the podcast hotline. That's 702-P-O-D-C-A-S-P. That's 702-PODCAST. Or you can reach out to us at our email. We don't have a podcast yet at gmail.com. Write us a letter. We got an email this week from Steen. Steen writes, Hello, Nathan. Just wanted to check in to see if you had any continued interest in Huberman.com or can this inquiry be closed? Let me know. Steen. So th- this is from a few weeks ago, I guess. A few months ago, I think. Mm-hmm. When I told a cyber squatter that I was interested in purchasing the URL Huberman.com for $100 million. <laughs> yeah. So I can understand why he's still following up. Hey, just uh, just wanted to check in and see if you had any continued interest. Have your have your financial interests moved on from Huberman.com? Your you had a fraction of a billion dollars to spend. Because you thought Huberman.com could be the next Twitter. Do you still think that? Do you want to still give us $100 million? At the time that I did this, I think I was in the same mindset as Elon Musk. That you could just do something like this for the lulls, right? Say you're going to pay $44 billion for a website that isn't worth that much to do something funny with the stock market or whatever. Are we going to get caught up in some sort of a, some sort uh, of a legal I don't fiasco? Know. I, you, you might be thrown into some sort of debtor's prison until you can pay off your <sighs> Huberman.com. I mean, listen, you're welcome to the $100 we have 
in our Patreon account. <laughs> I was gonna use it to buy AJ a black light poster for Christmas. <laughs> yeah, and and uh because Nathan was going to use that money, I, I was not going to have money to buy him a present. So I was going to gift him my black light. He was going to sell his black yeah. light to buy me a, a normal poster of a yeah. of, mm-hmm. of the caterpillar from the from the uh, Alice in Wonderland stories, one where mm-hmm. he's not Smoking freaky and glowing. <laughs> Yeah, they never did do an Alice in Wonderland where he's played by an actual caterpillar, did they? Alice in Squareland, and it's just there's no there's no freaky drug shit. She's just going through like a bus station in Detroit. Yeah, she doesn't engage with any of the the people around her. She just keeps her head down and keeps moving. Just keep just keep moving, Alice. Just don't pay attention to them. You don't even have any spare change. It it's not it's not that you're a bad person. You just don't have no one. This is a cashless society now, Alice. Don't worry about it. No one's thinking less of you. All right, let's go to the Podtron, folks. The Podtron forty five hundred is an artificial intelligence. We trained it by giving it a list of popular podcast names, and then it analyzes that list and synthesizes a new list of podcast names that we might use as inspiration for new podcasts. Podcast titles like Game of Mario. I think we all know what this is. Is is this a a a, a new uh, racist trope? This is um, <clears throat> from the twisted mind of Stephen King. Oh, this is where Mario Lopez is tied to a bed sexually, and then his lover dies of a sudden heart attack, and must find a way to survive. A battling his inner demons. <laughs> and uh, how, how did which one of us will be Mario Lopez in this uh, podcast? Uh, I think we get and which Mario one of us Lopez will... <laughs> to be Mario Lopez. And then, oh, okay. So one of us would be Mario Lopez's husband who dies of the heart attack. And then the other one of us would have to be the... Uh, like the deformed giant who's like, you're much smaller in real life. <laughs> or whatever that guy says. <laughs> hey, it's me. The guy, the guy from from uh, to, what, what was that on the show? I don't know. <laughs> Have hey. a, My skulls have sunk in. (laughs) You can't expect me to remember my IMDB credits. Hey, hey, did I do a bad thing to you? I got the mind of a child.
this is a Stephen King story, right? Yeah, yeah. Hey, he's pretty easy on people with the mind of a child, right? We're not going to be too hard on me. Uh, That guy is best known as uh, Lurch from the Addams Family Hey, 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 hey. Do I get to heal people while I'm in prison? I'm a slow guy in prison. Do I get to heal people? This is a Stephen King joint, right? Do I get to heal people? (laughs) Anyways, that's the game of Mario. What do you got? I've got harvesting. Harvesting. Which uh, many things can be harvested. Um, it's true. When immediately thinks of uh, crops, and I guess that's what this could be show show about us uh, uh, tending to a crop over a season or two until it's ripe and juicy and then uh, harvesting it and and, and uh, uh, making a show about that. But uh, other things can be harvested that are not plants in a more figurative way. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. We could be stealing people's identities from the dark web. Mm-hmm. Just like... Casting a big net and then drawing it in. Ah, look at this. Look at this. It's a bumper crop of stolen identities. Look at me. I'm putting on a funny hat. Look at me. I'm Aaron Edelson. Ah. Yeehaw. Mm-hmm. I'm Caleb Grossman. <laughs> You've accidentally shot Paul Pelosi, MSNBC, Caleb Grossman, what we know at the moment. You're carefully putting the hat on a, on a another dead body that we bought off the dark web. Time to make our getaway. Time to 86. I, I, I don't need to buy bodies from the dark web. I can get a body if I want one. Oh yeah, I I mean I'm surrounded by uh, cemeteries. Oh, um, I I, I know uh, where multiple hospitals are, and uh, <laughs> I have uh, you know they they can't keep me out of there. I'll pretend I know somebody who's sick, Just, and but I'm here for a reason. Alive. It's MSNBC report. We have new information in the murder of Paul Pelosi. It appears that he was killed by a man from the 1800s who died of dropsy. We're still not sure how this happened, but we are advising all of our viewers to lock themselves in their houses and adorn the windows and doorways with garlic and lamb's blood until we figure out what's happening here. Also, if anyone in your household is showing signs of having dropsy, we recommend that you kill them immediately with extreme prejudice. That's harvesting. 
Yes. I got I got one here called What Crashed the Daily Stoic. So okay. this is I mean, it almost feels like an asked and answered kind of thing. But I don't think Excuse me. I don't think that the Daily Stoic crashed. I think that the Daily Stoic as far as I can tell still a thing. Maybe not a thing yet, even. So we are the Daily Stoic. And this would be a podcast where we take a look at what crashed and then we keep a stiff upper lip. Yeah. Even though we're ruined because we were Mm -hmm. heavily invested Mm -hmm. in whatever crashed. I was super invested in Malaysian Airlines. That's fine. Hmm. Didn't need any of those uh, rare monkeys I was importing illegally. They weren't on that plane. Didn't need them. You win some, you lose some. Mm. I actually hired a mongoose trainer to fly over on the airplane. Mongoose trainer made a joke about getting AIDS. In the middle of the flight, now fired. It's fine. Yeah. Keeping the it, stiff It's outside of your this. control. So. Hey, what am I going to do? I'm the daily stoic. You could write into the show and be like, hey, here's what, here's what crashed. I had all of my shit tied up in Twitter stock. Oof. Oh, boy. Here did we play the. Final countdown. Everybody, everybody gear up. We're about to show no emotion in the face of Twitter stock. We like it. The new owner is funny. He's so funny with his stuff. Oh, we're cool. I think he's kind of cute. Oh, wow. (laughs) A guy who's had that many ex-wives must get so much (laughs) pussy. (laughs) I don't know. I don't think that that's necessarily stoic. Uh Kiss, kissing ass, is that a, a, a mm. stoic uh, quality? I guess you could be a stoic ass kisser. Just kind of... Boy, oh boy. It's like we're recording these later and later at night. Um, Yeah. I don't think kissing ass is necessarily stoic. Although it, it's not unstoic either right yeah but uh your your upper lip can't remain that stiff because your lips need to be pursed yeah you you can't you just can't talk about what's upsetting you it's fine if people know that you're that you're upset right mhm like George C. Scott in Hardcore, right? He he was 
stoic up until the point where he was like, turn it off, turn it off. Okay. So if we could, if we could get, what's George Ski Scott up to? <laughs> Decomposing. Oh, damn. Uh, well, it's good that he's dead because now he never has to hear that I accidentally said George Ski Scott. <laughs> yeah, that'd probably piss him oh, off. He'd be so mad. He's listening to our podcast. Turn it off! Turn it off! I think called me George Ski Scott. Yeah, I, I would probably watch out for George C. Scott's revenge in the in the coming days. Mm. Make sure you you're drinking only bottled water. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I won't let him rob me of my vital fluids. Yeah. <laughs> <sighs> All right, you got one more? Uh, sure. This one is The Dollar Worth of Games. So uh, th- this is a podcast in which uh, we hatch a, a, a scheme uh, to make the most fun game possible, knowing that we have a budget of $1. Ooh. Now, this could just be like a... Uh, a game in which we use what we have at hand uh, to create a game that uh, our listeners could easily replicate. It could also be more of a uh, uh, a game like uh, David Fincher's The Game, where we, we try to use the, the bargaining power of $1 to uh, create... Uh, a, a web of like-minded individuals who will bring a game to our listeners. I think that's a look. I'm just going to say, I already have to go back and listen to this thing and cut out all the ums. So if Uh we could get our listeners to, to be the ones to come up with the diabolical deadly game that we will launch on an unsuspecting victim. I'm all for that. Okay. But but they all have to coordinate together to make sure that they don't spend more than a dollar. Because Well, they can spend whatever they want. I, I think this is a loophole that we have oh. where we just say like you will not be in re- reimbursed, uh don't bother with the receipt. We don't want to see it. If if you if you would like to spend uh, money on on the conspiracy game, uh, that's your prerogative. Uh, but uh, my my mine is to not spend uh, more than a dollar. Okay. <sighs> oh my god! I can't stop yawning. This is terrible. I'm sorry. I do think that the <laughs> dollars worth of game is a good idea. I just. I'm very tired. I mean, uh, otherwise we, we could we would just be like we could play baseball with uh, popsicle sticks and uh, maybe a gumball, one gumball. I don't. I don't think we're getting a whole lot of yeah. worth out of a dollar. All right. Well, oh, here's what we got this week. We got Fortunes Told, The Podcast of Kings, 
Who were those masked men? Racism rebooted. We're changing the rules and you love it. Huberman.com. Game of Mario. Harvesting. What crashed the Daily Stoic. And the dollar worth of game. Okay. Well. I, I, I think we got to pick one of the game ones. Game of Mario. The no, dollar not worth that of one. Games. The podcast of Kings. Yeah, the podcast of Kings. We were talking about the game of Kings a lot during. Yeah. That I did. I mean, racism I'm, rebooted, also kind of a game. Uh, I think we do the podcast of Kings. The podcast of Kings does seem like we're going to, yeah. And this is, I would say, potentially the biggest, the biggest fan base that we've had. Not only royal watchers, but the royals themselves getting involved. Mm-hmm. Writing into and the, the, show. the folks in uh, Sacramento. Oh, yeah. Get that rollerblading lion on our show. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and of course, kings, kings of all sorts. Michael Jackson, Elvis Presley. They're all welcome here, folks. Howard Stern. Bring up your kings. We're, they're all welcome here for the podcast of kings. That NBC program based on the book of the Bible. Remember that? I I do not. It had that old fuck from Deadwood who said cocksucker all the time. (laughs) What was that guy's name? He was Hot Rod's dad. Yes, he was. Ian McShane. Ian McShane. In a NBC drama based on the Book of Kings from the Bible. Man, it's like they were almost there, but they couldn't tell how to make a good TV show. Anyways, folks, if you want to see the podcast of Kings, or listen to the podcast of Kings, we're not going to give you a video version of that. Although, maybe we should. Maybe we should start doing video podcasting. Anyways, that's something that's something for another time. That's not tonight. Head on over to we don't have a podcast yet at gmail.com. Sign up to support the show. You'll get the podcast of Kings this weekend, as well as a new podcast every weekend and an archive of every bonus episode that we've done for the last three years. So head on over there to we don't have a podcast yet at gmail dot dot com slash we don't have a podcast yet. Sign up to support the show. Also, call into the podcast potline. That's 702-763-2277 or 702 podcast. Leave us a message. Let us know your idea for a podcast and we'll talk about it on the air. That's it for this week. I'm Nathan B. Woodard. Uh, I'm Andrew James Estes. Have a good night. Bye-bye. 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 B